how to handle a new job. You'd be surprised how often people hire people they don't know what exactly that person supposed to work supposed on. to do, right? And, and you're like, oh, oh, you're here. Here's your laptop, and well, have fun. Just come in with this attitude that you're going to crush it. Like, is there one thing that people should not forget, or they forget everything else? What is one thing they should try and get right in a new job? All the exact what Facebook boss and repository Cheryl, yeah. you know everybody had me over coffee. Startups are a different challenge altogether because in many startups, for very good reason, there is no orientation or onboarding. You basically come in and you start. Do you almost think you should treat promotions as if you quit that job and joined the next week in a different title role capacity? It is invaluable to have somebody go to the absolute truth of things and make their own conclusions. This This week we don't have a guest but we have each other <laughs> hello and welcome to another exciting episode i'm sriram and this is aarti and we're going to try something new here uh we've had a lot of requests for people uh who had questions uh about their career in technology about uh stuff we've been through so this week uh we don't have a guest but we have each other <laughs> and uh and what we're going to do is uh we are going to go through uh a set of topics around a theme which we get asked a lot about and we tweeted about it instagram about it um and that is how to handle a new job right mm-hmm. um and this could be a uh you're starting something new you you're you're fresh out of school you're starting something you're getting a promotion you're switching companies uh and we've had bunch of life experiences and work experiences yeah we've had life experiences around it you know we also talked to a lot of founders our, our peers from you know startups all the way to public companies where we've seen our friends uh our networks just go through this where they've you know they've just joined a new company new role just got promoted and how to go handle it and this just seems to be such a hot topic uh because there's no one size fits all uh we've had our own experiences over like decades of working mm-hmm. at different companies so we decades. wanted to oh my gosh. decades we're, we're old old olds. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, these good looks are uh, cgi i didn't um uh, uh, wow yeah questionable uh. um but yeah um excited to just dig into this so for you shiram from your experience you joined a company you know you go through the whole process of getting an offer extended you know working with the recruiter talking to the new the hiring manager the new boss you've accepted everything monday is the day you join it's your first day new company new job what do you do yeah uh good question um i've been this a few times i think it's most of that first it be monday is always an interesting experience because what you typically go through is they you know uh, at least in pre pandemic times and this might have switched, switched with remote work you go in there is usually a hr briefing of some sort mm-hmm. uh you get your laptop set up you get all the access to all the internal things as probably somebody who comes out and does a does a little bit of a presentation about the company and depending on how big the company is it's, right, us- right. it's usually you know the founder or it could be you know uh, somebody in the organization one thing i would say is that you know every one of those first days i always had the same mix of emotions there is definitely anticipation mm-hmm. because i don't remember this at microsoft when i was 21 years old or when i was at facebook it was my first job outside of microsoft and it always felt like a big jump um in a big leap mm-hmm. and uh, and in the, I, that room you're looking around you're trying to find a familiar face and uh i think there's a big part of it is exciting and different it also feels almost always uh, scary mm-hmm. uh you know because you've left something very familiar and comfortable you know you don't know the building you don't know the names they're using all these names of internal teams and organizations and cultural values and you're like yeah and i think there's definitely a part of me every single time which goes am i going to make it here mm-hmm. right am i going to fit in here will i be successful uh you know because you don't know anybody right and and even if you hate your old job you probably had some sort of skills and uh uh credibility built up and you're like this feels uh, totally new and the third part and you know arthi laugh at this right uh and we have a history we've done this at every single job 
um, and this may be the first time I can talk about it in public. Every single time I've been at a first day of a company, I've probably texted you about how I feel about the company. <laughs> uh, and I will say that, you know, I've been spot on the times when I felt good in the first few hours, they worked out very well. Uh, and the times when I felt like, I don't know, you know, I have like a weird feeling about this. Mm-hmm. They have not, you know, worked out as well as I might have hoped. It's also, I think the first day is also, you know, you're probably getting a manager reaching out to you. You're getting maybe some of your teammates reaching out to you. Um, and you're just trying to like map out people. You're trying to meet everybody. You're trying to map out people. That's probably like the, what the first day, first day is probably a blur. Do you remember how it felt like the very first day you walked into Microsoft, fresh undergrad, first full-time job at like a, you know, like a well-known tech company? I did. Um, look, in retrospect, I'm really happy, grateful for the years and years of experience we've had at Microsoft, Facebook, for you at Twitter, for me, Facebook, Netflix, all of that. But honestly, I think a lot of the really big companies, I found it like, I found it very hard on the first day to feel so inspired and motivated because, you know, there is this whole room. There are hundreds of other people who are joining on the same time, same day as you. And you look around and it's very hard for me to not feel like, Oh, I'm not special. Uh, I'm one of everybody else here. Um, and, you know, and it also feels a bit too canned. Mm-hmm. Like there is this like welcome video and it's like, you are now a part of this thing. Everyone cheer together mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I've never been one for that. You know, it's, I've, I've seen other people who get really fired up and motivated by it, but that's never been me. Um, almost to the point where when I went and started my own companies, I made it a point where we would not do stuff like that very intentionally and uh, made it a much more personable, more one-on-one kind of experience on the first day because I think it's really important to make the person feel comfortable and feel a little special. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to feel like you've come to this place where people know you for who you are and try to get to understand you. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I remember the first day at Microsoft. Uh, I also remember the first day at Microsoft in Redmond versus India, um, which is very different. The onboarding because, is just very different. Because you, you, know, we had, you had spent a couple of years working in India and yes. then moved, moved to the over US to, to the US. Yeah. That's right. And so the onboarding, even though you've been at the same company for a couple of years, when the entities change, they treat you as a new employee. So you have to go through a new employee orientation again, which was bizarre because it would be like, Microsoft was started by, and you go through this whole video and I'm like, I've been working here. I know this place. Um, So that was kind of odd. But yeah, I think uh, taking a step back of all of this, right? Um, New job, first week, Mm -hmm. what should you do? Well, so you have a huge... uh... Superpower, uh, I think, and I tell every new person, you know, starting a new job, this, which is you're new. And a lot of people, since you're new, will meet you, will answer your questions, will give you leeway in ways that may, they may not do later mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. So I think if you are a new person at a new role, and I think this is true if you are, you know, uh, fresh out of school or if you are like a senior exec with 20 years in the industry, the first thing you want to do is to go meet everybody starting with your manager mm-hmm. on preferably your first week and when i say everybody i would say the first day go have lunch coffee walk zoom call whatever it is with your manager and we can talk a little bit about like what you want to accomplish in those first meetings but the next thing i think you want to do is to kind of map out your team and the immediate organization right mm-hmm. and and this may be you know your peers i mean everybody has peers uh this may be your manager and your manager's peers uh, um, and if you're in if you're in leadership role these are your reports so it could be like any direction in the organization mm-hmm. but just think you're the central node in mm-hmm. a graph and you want to go meet every single person and the important thing is to do it very quickly in the first week or two because everybody wants to meet the new person and mm-hmm. so what i used to do and i think uh this is when i came from microsoft to facebook i was really nervous because i don't facebook at the time this is 2012 uh, you know and was seen as a silicon valley company and microsoft was not, was not yeah. uh, and at this point i'd only worked in cloud computing and sort of data center back-end developer stuff and facebook was going to be a, a very consumer focused 
um, you know, mobile social networking, very different. And it, and I was kind of insecure. I was like, hey, I don't know whether, you know, my skills, my credibility will transfer one to the other. Um, but I think the best thing I did at Facebook in the first one or two weeks, and I think that set me up so well, is I went and cold emailed everybody I could. Mm -hmm. And I met mm -hmm. them. And this was Facebook at a very different stage. It had, I think, maybe a thousand or so um, employees. Uh, and uh, But what I would do is I email every person on my team and what you want to do is you want to ask your manager hey uh, you know get on a whiteboard and draw the team for me right mm -hmm. draw the organization starting with the ceo all the way down to where we live um and who are all the people i should be working with right mm -hmm. and then all of them send them an email slack etc and say hey i'm here not a meeting for coffee zoom call uh whatever the case may be and then what i would do is i would go meet my manager's peers mm -hmm. and what i would usually do is like i would just say hey I'm so-and-so, I just joined the team, I'm a new person, um, I want to just meet you. And, and you did all this in the first week? All the first week, right? And the, the thing which I also did, which I don't think a lot of other people did, was I would just email like every exec at Facebook at the time, and I would just be like, hey, I would love to meet. So you know, I would, you know, and these are people who had like no connection to my organization. Why? Uh, Why do you do that though? Uh, I, I, I'm a big believer, well, first of all, I think it's just my natural personality to go want to meet people uh and i'm just very curious and i heard of a lot of these people so for example my first uh, few days at facebook i emailed cheryl yeah. um who i was not connected to at the time at all we want to work together later and i'm like hey i want to meet and cheryl says sure come on by you know i'm grabbing coffee this afternoon and we i walked on by and we had a good chat um and you know or uh you know other execs from different parts and i think a couple of reasons one i was just naturally curious uh, second is I always find that having these ties and relationships so people in other parts of the company, come, you know, will come in, uh, will be a source of great strength for mm -hmm. you later mm -hmm. on, mm -hmm. because you never know when you might need them, you might need their organization to do something for mm -hmm. you, maybe you want to change teams, uh, you know, maybe you need a favor from them, something your team needs, you never know, and it's much easier when you're a new person rather than you're like, well, why is this person probably emailing me? Um, and uh, Do people ever say, no, I, I don't know why we are meeting or not want to meet there was one person who shall remain unnamed <laughs> who sent me a one-liner reply saying i don't have time for this uh in a very short and fried way i don't think that person's career worked out very well oh my not goodness. because of email but who knows uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, but i would say you know yeah. every all the execs i love at facebook uh boss andrew bossword cheryl yeah uh you know everybody uh met me uh, for coffee uh, and but in general, people are like open and willing, yeah. right? Like even if they have nothing to do with your work stream or your team, I generally found that people are like willing to chat, willing to help out a new employee. So I think the general advice is you're okay to overreach and overextend and you're a new employee. So you can kind of sort of get away with it. Uh, because once you pass that window, you probably, people might not be that charitable. Oh yeah. Then they're like, uh, yeah, you've been in the company for a while. Why are you reaching out to me or do you need something? Right. You want so to, you want leverage to that initial moment of freshness yeah. and just reach out and meet people. Like if nothing else, you'll get to understand how the entire company works. And as you said, just map out the organizations and right. just meet all the keynotes, the central figures, but also like your team, your peers, your manager's peers, all of these folks and just get to yeah. know them. And I think also some, okay, when I said this in the past, some people often ask me like, what do you say in these meetings, right? It's sometimes yeah. if it's your peer, it's kind of clear, you know, you can talk about what they're working on, what the team's priorities are. Yeah. If it's not, I would say, uh, you know. But also, you know, people are like afraid of looking silly, mm -hmm. like, you know, kind of feeling stupid, you know? So what do you, how do you show up in this meeting your first week or a couple days in and kind of be competent, smart sounding, even though, you know, this person's been at the company for years, they probably started it. Uh, well, I think, okay, so first of all, and this is something people should really internalize is that so few people do this. So if you're doing this, you know, first of all, you're standing out, right? So mm -hmm. everyone's a little bit curious, a little bit intrigued. They definitely probably Googling you before you're like, oh, you're the new person. You're the mm -hmm. new engineer who just joined Emacs, all right? Mm -hmm. Or the, you're the new product marketing person. I know, I've heard of you or whatever. Um, and I think so the first thing you want to do is you want to walk in, like, hey, I, you might know a little bit about me, but here's my story, right? Yeah. Here's where I grew up. Here's, you know, what I've done so far. You know, the, the more, of course, experience you have, the better. Otherwise, you could just be, you know, something you've done in school. So that's number one. Um, and number two, who you're working for, what you're focused on. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, uh, then what you want to do is you want to ask them for their background, 
how they got into that role and what they are focused on. So I think what it's going to really do is if you talk to enough people, it's going to give you one, you know, it puts them at ease. Everyone loves to kind of talk about what they're working on, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's going to give you a map of, you're like, okay. You this, can triangulate. You can triangulate. You can be yeah. like, well, this is what my manager said this team does, but they actually described it in this different way. Right. And or, or this person keeps mentioning this other person's name. So that person might be interesting. So you want to kind of triangulate and map out uh, uh, people. The second thing I think I always uh, try and do, and I think this is very, very uh, critical, uh, especially if you're kind of in a manager leadership role, uh, is you want to ask, okay, one, you want to ask what are things I or my team could help with, Mm -hmm. okay? And almost always, uh, first of all, people would love getting asked this question because they get asked so rarely. And you want to ask it from a place of sort of genuine, uh, you know, concern and intent. And, you know, they'll always have something, right? They'll always be like, oh, uh, you know, um, we would love to get your folks more help on this, right? Yeah. Like, for example, right? I used to work on product and when I go talk to the sales teams, right? Yeah. I would swear they never had a PM ever email them before. And they'd be like, oh, this is great. We would mm-hmm. love to work closer with you. We don't know what products you have upcoming and mm-hmm. we love to get you in front of clients because yeah. you want to show off the nerdy product manager you know yeah, i mean and- this happened to me at netflix too where i was working on the netflix sdk the software that goes into tvs and set up boxes and stuff and i went and reached out kind of like what you said to like the audio encoding team who are you know the nerdiest part of netflix um and uh they're working on just the encoding software the stack and so I reached out to them and I was like, how can we help? And they're, the, you know, you, the eyes just like lit up because nobody's ever walked into an audio encoding person, like, you know, that engineer's um, cubicle or office and been like, how can we help? Especially from like a, a partnership facing kind of person who I was. Um, and so that was really good because a few months later, we actually ended up working on a project together and I built that relationship with them uh, and had offered to like help them out. And so that worked out really well for me. So you never know how you might end up like working together later. Um, so it's just good to like offer yeah. uh, help or just keep in touch and build that network early yeah. on. Okay, so you've kind of met a bunch of interesting people and uh, but let's talk about maybe you and your job, right? Yeah. And your manager. Yeah. So what do you want to do to, it's your first week and you're, yeah. kind of, you're trying to figure stuff out. You know, maybe you're looking at the code base, you're looking at some product briefs. Yeah, or... yeah. So that's a great part. Um, almost, in, I don't mean to do the opposite, but kind of the opposite of what we just covered now. Mm-hmm. The other part is ignore all the noise. And I love going into the data. Uh, my favorite thing to do is to go talk to the data analyst, data scientist, or whoever in the company is in charge of metrics and dashboards and that kind of thing that that's my jam like data is just like my love language and so it's just like that's the thing I derive the most happiness from so I love to go understand the product the company from just the numbers from a quantifiable standpoint so do that Um, nothing else it shapes your own kind of opinion of like what does the company do? How do they make money? How do they find customers? What do the unit economics look like? Mm-hmm. Just the the foundations of the business. And it, it's it's really sad because I've seen a lot of new employees not really do that or they're too afraid to ask. And I think, you know, as, a, as me as a manager or a founder, there would be nothing that makes me more happy than an employee who's really curious and just wants to learn and understand data and really come from a place of metrics and data-driven thinking, um, as opposed to like a very like, well, you said this, I'm going to believe you kind of thing. So I would love for people to like understand something in a deep way and push back even. Uh, But you need to get to a place where you're comfortable with the, how the company is being run or customers or metrics or revenue or any of that. Yeah, but, but I think there is something super deep in what you just said, which is I think you're also showing enthusiasm. Right, and, uh, energy. Yeah, yeah, energy, yeah. energy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I, I think, okay, so that's actually a key part, right? Because I think what Aati is saying is like, you're doing two things. One, you're showing energy and initiative, which honestly is the holy grail. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, for any manager report, you're like, oh, this is the person who's actually going and figuring stuff out for themselves. Yep. Amazing, right? Like this hire is going to work out, right? That's what your manager is thinking. Uh, but the other part of it is I think you want a both a bottoms up and a top down view of your company. Yep. So you're going to meeting all your VPs and execs, you're getting a top down view, right? Like you're getting, uh, this is what our product is. This is our competition. This yes. is what we sell against. Yes. 
you also need the bottoms up view. Um, and that's going to come from rolling up your sleeves and going to the absolute truth. So mm-hmm. Arti is very much a math nerd. <laughs> she looks at, loves looking at all the the dashboards. I swear. Uh, uh, and uh, I, I just think it's important to form your own narrative and uh, not really get sucked into the noise. Because look, at least as like an early stage company, it's really easy to be that employee who just like gets swept into the motion of things because there's so much to do. The problems are monumental to go like tackle the founders really need your help and you just need to like just do it start executing and running into things so for you to share like have a really strong sense of what do you need to do in this company to move the needle to be successful and doing that from a perspective of data i think is like really important i think it also gives you something interesting which is uh when you're new to a company, you can feel like you don't know anything. Like everyone has acronyms. Every team has their own acronym. And they're like, well, this is the, you know, CR- <laughs> CRS effort, you know, as a part of the XYZ team. And you're like, I have no idea what the heck they just yeah, said. Yeah. But I think if you look at the data, or this could also be some other version of the ground truth, which is you could look at the code, yeah. get it to go build, yeah. maybe a small part of the code, yeah. or, you know, you play. Yeah, with- and Facebook does that. You know, Facebook's legendary for that, where initiate, like we both went through this on bootcamp, like initiation, uh, first day, you basically write code, um, yep. which I I thought was wonderful because it gives you it just empowers you so much. Yep, uh, gives you this boost of confidence that you know you're basically writing code that actually ships, uh, which is awesome. Yeah, it was so powerful because it made you, you're doing the first afternoon, so it gave you a sense of anything is possible. Um, but I think the ground truth part, you know, it's also going to give you. A sense of okay stability. I understand how the one little piece works, works. together, yeah. and how this piece fits into the bigger whole. Yeah. Yep. And you know, we, we're going to talk a little bit about imposter syndrome uh, some other time. But I do think it helps with like okay, I now understand this. I know this from first principles, and if I know this, I can figure something out. I think this also tied to okay. One of the best pieces of advice I got about uh, joining a new role. Uh, this was from a ex CMO of uh, Facebook. Uh, and uh, I had met him in my tour of meeting people. And uh, he said to me, look, when you join a new team, uh, and I think this is true for any new job, uh, you want to try and find a quick early win. Mm. And uh, a a win can be anything, right? Mm. And it's very dependent on your team, your skill set. A win can be, oh, you fix that hard to fix bug that, you know, somebody was chasing around and you spend nights and weekends and figure it out. Right. Or you, you know, at the Facebook time when I was there, it was like, you got a product out the door because that was a currency that mattered. Right. Mm -hmm. I I spoke to uh, uh, an NBA player who switched teams and he was talking about how, when he walked into a new locker room Mm -hmm. after a trade, he felt a bit intimidated because he was very well known very skilled, but a new locker room is still a new locker room mm-hmm. until, you know, he was able to pull off like a clutch play. And I think what you need to do is to figure out in the, I'm going to give you, I would say 60 days, maybe 90 days. In the first 60, 90 days, you want to have one tangible um, piece of work that is going to go from start to finish that you can point to. And it can be super narrow, yep. um, uh, um, preferably public facing, but if it's not public facing, that's fine. You kind of have to figure out what works in your role. For a product manager, go ship something. Yep. For an engineer, go build something from start to finish. Yep. For a salesperson, you know, figure out a way to close the sale. But, um, and you want to, since you have to do it in 90 days and you're new, you have to do something which is small and tangible. But I think it's so important because then your team is going to be like, ah, like that's what we got that person for. Yes, exactly. I think uh, part of it is like your team feels good about it. Uh, part of it, I think, you know, we, you just talked about imposter syndrome. You will end up feeling really good about yourself uh, because, you know, at everybody has this. No matter how junior or senior you come into this new role, you have to establish yourself. So you, once you've done it, uh, it just gives you this like big boost of confidence that can be much greater than any kind of encouragement from your peers or anything else. Like, I think I, I truly believe that uh, at least in tech and software, nothing really moves the needle or gives you confidence as much as shipping. Like just shipping is everything. So focus on shipping, like getting that first piece of feature, product, functionality, piece of code, like whatever out the door. Um, and get that done because I think nothing is going to like help you get more confident and get more grounded than that. Yeah. Uh, and 
the other part i think can't which is the cmo told me which always struck my hand was like okay you have to get something done in 90 days right so you don't have time to pick up a new skill set like mm. you can't for example when i'd gone to facebook i'd come from enterprise computing developer products cloud computing i was extremely unfamiliar with social media at the time it kind of seems ironic now because it kind of really flipped around um and uh and he said look don't try and figure out like trending algorithms or feed or any of that yeah. right go build something which ties into your developer skills and it turns out like a lot of ad tech is kind of similar to the developer world so they're able to get something out the door mm. um so you want to find something where you can utilize either your natural skill sets or your previous work experience and odds are if you're being hired like they hired you for a particular set of things you're already a good act or proven and so find something in that and mm-hmm. i think one of the mistakes sometimes people do is they come to a new organization and they try and do something totally different mm-hmm. than what they have done before mm-hmm. with good intention but it takes time and and you're new and you're still trying to prove yourself and trust me however famous you are or however whatever you've done you have to prove yourself in every new team and every new organization every new company so find something which overlaps with what you've done before and then get it on in 90 days and you know and that win is going to do wonders for you yeah i totally totally agree with that um one question i have is does all of this advice does it work well at all stages of a company right you know uh small startups you know uh under 10 people to really big public companies there's a mass spectrum there like a spectrum of co- companies there do you think all of these like all of this works for across uh, different kinds of companies as such i think the spirit of it works i think yeah. the tactics are different might could be different yeah uh, i i would say at any company um people want to see you produce stuff as quickly as possible yeah. right but if it's a startup you, the level of ambiguity is going to be through the roof right yeah i mean you've done i mean you've been involved way more startups yeah I yeah i mean what i would love to tell you is uh you know you you would want it would be great if uh, all companies had a very similar kind of onboarding structure and a plan first day orientation all of that so as much as i didn't really like the really big noisy crowded 100 people orientations uh startups are a different challenge altogether because in many startups for very good reason there is no orientation or onboarding you basically come in um and you start and you know the founders or your peer team is very very small and so you're expected to do everything that we just talked about in a much more accelerated timeline so which means you get a couple days to like really understand the product understand data the systems understand what the founders want what your peers want what does this startup like actually feel like ethos culture energy all of that but also like really start executing like you know start showing results pretty quickly because it's a small company they just don't have the time frame to give you this 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 rope as such to like really go you know find your bearings and execute and like you know um and like really learn at a pace that you're comfortable with for startups i think it's just more like high pressure um i personally thrive in that i love you know this constrained time frame constrained resources ambiguity just being able to like run through walls and make that happen i do know that a lot of people struggle with it because it's hard it's challenging especially if you're used to one system and you have to come to the other but um what you can do in a startup if you're the manager hiring is to make it as comfortable as possible for this person to come on board which means spend the first day with them introduce them to other people like i know the time frame is like really constrained but walk through the the room and just introduce different people schedule the one on ones on their behalf write an onboarding doc like yeah. take this seriously yeah. to onboard them let's get into that so if you're a manager yeah. at a startup or a larger company maybe flipping this whole discussion around yeah. what are things you should be doing social things cultural things docs you should be writing you right. know this new person their first day to their first few weeks and months okay so i can you know for a startup if i'm the manager or i'm the founder who's hiring the first few set of people um what i like to do one is uh, walk through the most recent pitch deck the fundraising deck that kind of gives, gives you a sense of like publicly available what's where is the business what is the problem you're trying to solve it gives you a condensed version of that even if the employee really understands what the business is and all of that i like to walk through that because it gives them again sense of grounding to introduce everybody else at the company remote in person whatever like day 1 
everybody needs to be present in some form. So it could be a team meeting, it could be whatever, but introduce everybody and be like, these are the people who you will be working with. This is your role. Um, and then have a long-ish one-on-one, like carve out your morning with this person. Because I think as a startup, it's really important for this new employee to like hit the ground running and feel good about themselves. So kind of be very candid, like whiteboard out. This is where we are as a company. These are the problems in the short term that we are trying to solve. And hopefully you know the answers to this. Maybe not. And that's okay. Right. Um, right. And, and, you know, also, this is why you're here. These are the problems we expect you to go solve. Mm-hmm. These are the resources that you have on hand. Um, walk them through everything from who's on your board, wh- who's helpful from like your investor list, who are the people who you can tap into, what's okay to do, what's not okay to do. And it's okay to get to that level of like conversation very early on to just set this like, you know, this is a scope and give them kind of a boundary to go operate under. Because a lot of people, when especially in a small company, you don't know what you can do or cannot do. Yeah. Um, and so just get that going. Um, and then, you know, what I would do is like then schedule the one-on-ones out for the peer team or for everybody else through the day. Like basically manage this person's calendar for that day. And then later on at like 3 or 4 p.m., come back in and check in. Like do another one-hour one-on-one. Be like, hey, how did your day go? What questions do you have for me? How did this one-on-one go? Okay, great. Uh, what we can do from here to like end of this week is... Maybe you should reach out and schedule like other one-on-ones. Maybe you should talk to a few customers. Maybe you should look at the dashboards. Why don't we come back and talk again on Thursday or Friday and do a checkpoint? And I think that gives them this sense of this person really cares about me, cares about my success. Uh, I want to hit the ground running, but I don't know enough. Let me go learn and come back. And you will find that by Thursday or Friday, they'll come back to you with much more, uh, they're more confident. They have the better sense of the business the structure, they ask better questions, but they're also in this, they're in your team now and they really want to like, you know, run through the walls with you, which yeah. I think is the greatest feeling you can have. Yeah, I, I that part about like being so deep in your employees perspective is so key. And I, I know it gets hard if you have more employees, but really like, you know, every hour, well, who are they meeting, plan out. And one thing I highly recommend, maybe Aarti, you can kind of touch on this a little bit, is having some sort of an onboarding document. Mm-hmm. And it seems like paperwork, but if you can write up these are people you're going to meet the first week. This is what you're going to read in the yeah. first couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, you know, This is what I hope to see you accomplish by the first month. And then work on it together with the report. Yes. Um, and by the way, if you're a report and if you're joining a team and your manager hasn't done one for you, do one for yourself. I actually did it in the recent job. Yeah. And it, it, I think it really helps like set a boundary of, okay, this is what the actual job is. You'd be surprised how often people hire people. They don't know what exactly that person's supposed to work supposed on. Supposed to do, right. And you're like, oh, oh, you're here. Here's your laptop. And well, have fun. No, it's true. It's true. Also, you know, as the startup scales and uh, what I just talked about is like very early stage, but as you scale and you have tens of people, it's hard for the founder to dedicate that much time for every person. Right. So then what works is uh, either if it's a manager, great, but generally have a peer system where mm-hmm. somebody is assigned to this new employee for that day or for a couple of days to basically quote unquote mentor them around this process of onboarding as such. And that I found it to be really effective because uh, having a peer where you can ask dumb questions and you can be like, what's the org structure? Because turns out early stage companies, you don't really have this like org chart fully fleshed out and uh, that's okay. But having somebody where you can just poke around and be like, hey, this dashboard doesn't make sense. Like, you know, what happened during this date where this like data is completely missing? And you're like, well, yeah, you know, this is yeah. what happened. Like you can explain and startups are gnarly and that's what makes mm-hmm. it like really fun and exciting and challenging, right? But having a peer can like really help you with that process. Yeah. Facebook is this thing, I don't know what they do it anymore, where they would assign you a, uh, I forget what it's called, like a buddy of sorts. Yeah. And uh, that yeah, exactly per- the same principle. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the key by the way, that person is not in your organization or team. Right. So you could probably talk to them and not worry about like, will it get back to your manager or they're not. And they always have a slightly different understanding of things. Yeah. Uh, but that really helped. But I think finding a work buddy in the first few weeks uh, is really key. By the way, I, I have some interesting stuff like, Okay, let's, let's. What do you disagree with anything I just said? No, no. But I actually, I was thinking <laughs> when you're talking about this, I was thinking about a lot of managers I knew who, well, not a lot, a couple who totally fucked this up and were terrible in the <laughs> first week. Uh, and maybe that's interesting. Like, what are things you absolutely should not do 
either as a manager or as a reporter. Like, I went as a manager. Uh, I had one person who shall again remain unnamed for posterity, who uh, I think a few of us were hired. And this person said we had coffee and he said something like, well, we see how we work out for the first eight months. And if it doesn't, you won't be here anymore. Right. And I was like, oh, my God, like that was not very motivating, at least not in the way he delivered. That was like, don't, I think. Yes. Um, it took us a while to get here. But I think coming from a place of empathy as a manager, as a you know CEO, founder, whoever you are. But, you know, this person's new. Egos are a little fragile. Um, everyone goes through imposter syndrome and uh, it's okay to just like, you come from a place of empathy. You don't have to be like, Hey, you're going to do this. You're going to crush it or else you're out. You know, that's just, it, it just reflects really poorly on the culture of the organization because you are right now setting the culture, right? Like you're the person that they are like looking up to right now. So I think it's important to just come from a place of empathy and be earnest uh, really want to like help this person be successful. Um, I've generally found that, you know, when you have managers or peers who really want you to thrive and be successful, the entire company moves forward. Yeah. Uh, and it sounds like such a cliche, such a kumbaya thing to say, but you know, it's just, it's one of those things where turns out that if, if you're able to give them a sense of confidence, they are able to set aside everything else that's like, you know, nagging away in their heads on like, am I good enough and all of that and really focus on being productive. And when that happens, you can ship stuff faster. You can remove egos and just like work on things together. So come from a place of empathy and really like come from a place of helping this person be successful and letting them thrive. Um, don't do stuff where yeah, I've had a situation where uh, this person who's hiring is like, I used to do your job. Oh, gosh. Um, now we have you. We'll see. I just think I'm better. And you're like, okay. But coming from a place of competition or trying to be coming from a place of jealousy, yeah, I think is never a good idea because, look, you've hired this person. You need help. You, It's okay to acknowledge the fact that, you know, okay, you've done this job at one point, but you also need to acknowledge that you need the help. And that's why this person is here and not be like, I've done this job. I don't think it's like that important or that critical yeah. or it's easy. The flip side of that, by the way, is I think if you're a new employee, I've seen so many people mess this up is you don't want to be the person that comes in and says, well, I don't know about you guys, but this is how we did my old job. True. And, you know, yeah. and it was perfect over there. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, like, Trust me, like nobody wants to work with a new person who, who's like, I've come from a better place and I know how to do this already. And yeah. you folks are all Muppets. Like nobody wants to. Nobody listen. wants to deal with that. Yeah. And even if it is true, and sometimes it may be true. But and so I think what you really want to do is really approach every place from first principles yeah. and understand the dynamics of the place, why they made the decisions they did. And maybe you are right. And the thing that you used to do is actually better. And yeah. it could be something simple, right? Sometimes, for example, um, you know, like, for example, people from Amazon like to write documents in a particular way. People from Facebook or Uber have a particular uh, uh, mindset about data and product. It, it may be, and there are often like lessons you can bring to bear, but nobody wants to hear that the place you came from is you feel that is superior than the place that everybody is working in, even if that is true. So I think coming in, uh, being humble, feeling like you want to learn the place from first principles and understanding why they do things they, yeah. they want to, yeah. uh, I think is super important. And maybe someday you've built up enough credibility, you have enough of these wins that we talked about, and then yeah. you can be like, well, hey, folks, let us yeah. switch our doc writing format to the one that Jeff Bezos like. But until then. Yeah, that makes sense. I think also, I think from a manager standpoint, um, let them ask dumb questions. You know, let it's a new employee. You don't have to like, you don't have to be irritable or annoyed or be like, well, why are you asking that? Or get defensive. Don't get defensive. Uh, especially if you have questions on if, you know, I mentioned earlier, you know, look at the data, look at revenue, look at all of that. So if they have questions on like, so how does this work? Explain it to them. Come from a place of like the, the easiest hack that is available to managers is to be vulnerable and be candid and open and make your problem their problem too. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, you can win them over and get to like solve this together. Like there is no greater joy than to recruit people into solving problems together. Um, and I think uh, I've seen a few managers just miss this hack by just being like, everything is great. Everything is perfect. 
you know, what are you talking about? There is no issue. Or just being like facetious about the real problems. Um, and you don't have to spend all day just shit talking other people or, you know, talking about how miserable you are or whatever. But I just think it's like, it's okay to be a bit vulnerable and talk about the problems that you're having to recruit them into solving them for you. Yeah. And I think, well, part of the problem, I think sometimes is like, you know, if you're a report and if you're a new person, your manager may not have listened to this podcast or listened to this and done this, and you're kind of stuck. And it is now on you to figure out how to make up for that. And I think like a few things I think are very key. The first is to really understand what are the rhythms and systems that your team and organization does? Like, for example, True. what are the key meetings? Mm. Is there a stand-up? Is there a weekly sync meeting? Is there a monthly product review? You know, whatever it is, figure out what the cadences are. Make sure you at least, you know, just attend them or watch in on them when possible. That's number one. Uh, figure out all the channels, like Slack channels, email lists, you know, whatever be they may be. Just join all of them, go read it, because you'll get a sense of what is the cultural tone, the language, the things on top of people's minds. So when you're the new person being like, hey, what about you know, idea X, you can be like, well, they're actually dealing with something else right now. That's number two. Third part, I think I saw, I saw one uh, exec at Twitter do this very well when this person joined the company, is when you're new, nobody knows what you're doing. And they're like, yeah, I don't know what this person's up to. So send an email like mm. every week mm. uh, and you can maybe stop this after a while, but some people do it forever, which is great. And just be like, what are you up to? Right? Like you'd be like, I met X, Y, and Z. Uh, I checked out this code. I looked at it. And I think more than anything, it is going to give your manager a PSB. Like, oh, that's what this person is doing. And almost always somebody will be like, hey, you should meet this other person too. They'll always appreciate it because nobody else is doing this. They'll always appreciate it. But send out a weekly email, at least for the first couple of months or so, and it's going to be, it's going to wonders for you. Yeah, I think it's great advice. I think uh, you used to do that at Facebook. I used to do that at Facebook. Um, again, I used to take a very metrics-oriented approach. I'm like, yeah. let me tell you where like we are with respect to this product. So basically, in a very particular so. format. Do you want to talk about the HPM formats? Yeah, it's called HPMs. Uh, I think it's called Highlight People in Me. Yeah, I, I, That's what, the, the, which the, made no sense, but the origin of the acronym is lost in the midst of time. Right, but the intent of it is to send a weekly update on, uh, you know, what are the highlights for this week? Uh, what did you ship something? If you ship, what does it look like? You know, what general metrics, growth, lack of thereof, all of that, and then problems that you want to that you've encountered that you're fixing. What's the plan for next week? I kind of like, you know, the whole thing is about like a page, you know, in like a one pager style. So it shouldn't be a super long rambling thing. Nobody's going to read that. I like to send it out on Fridays, um, like afternoon, like a little bit over past noon, because I think, you know, later than that, different time zones, you know, people start like going home. And so um, I want to basically send this out to tell people, this is what I've been able to do for this week. Uh, these are the challenges. This is uh, these are the good stuff, and this is what next week's going to look like. And if there are asks, you know, tag the right set of people or be like, "Hey, does anybody know X, Y, and Z?" And it, to what you said, people are always willing to help. Like you will be amazed at when you ask for help, how many people will answer and be like, "I don't know that exact thing, but I know this person who might have this thing and would like tag them." And so this just spreads, and also it helps you build your network and uh you know just help you solve problems faster together yeah i think so okay let's see what else do we have uh oh promotions so right why right. do we want to talk about promotions in this context you know we talked about uh, an employee joining a workforce uh new we first week at a new job kind of thing i feel like promotion is very similar in the sense of like even though you've been at the organization it's a new responsibility, probably. It's like added scope. So um, you've been through a cycle, a, you know, a review process. Your manager comes and tells you, hey, congratulations, you've been promoted to this level. You are now in charge of this other thing in addition to this thing. So from the next day or whenever it becomes effective, that's your scope. It's different than what you've been doing so far. So in a sense, this is still a new job. So I think it's still very relevant to talk about it as new scope, new job. What do you do there as, as a part of the promotion yeah. process? Yeah, I think every promotion is basically, like you said, a totally new job. Yeah. And you are trying to figure it out and the people around you are trying to figure it out. Yeah. So I think it's almost critical to reestablish everything that you do as in a starting. For example, 
every time you get like a big role change, for example, you might be taking over a team or taking over a project, you want to go meet everybody. Just like we did in the beginning, be like, hey, I'm now the person doing X. Uh, it's been a while, but a lot of guys chat up. Everyone will appreciate it. They'll probably have something they need. They may not have been able to ask you when you were in your old job, but now you run the team or you're a VP or you're a manager. And now they oh, I can now ask you for this because you now have more influence. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that is very key. Also, your relationship with them would have changes. They might be more of a peer now yeah. than somebody, you know, sort of the upper echelons of the organization. Yeah. And you, that dynamic can uh, shift also. Uh, it's also going to give you a different sense of the organization because you know how like the levers you can pull that you're not able to uh, before. So I actually, by the way, I think one of the failure traps that I think people run into with promotions, they don't do this. And they treat it like as a, a version of their old role, mm. uh, especially when you go from individual contributor to a manager, which mm-hmm. is maybe a whole other podcast we can do. Yeah. And then they fail because it's a totally different job. They haven't reestablished relationships. The expectations have totally shifted. Yep. And they just went in blind. They're like, well, you know, I'm just going to work harder and I'm going to you know, have a different title and paid more. And that is never. Do you almost think you should treat promotions as if you've quit that job and joined the next week in a different uh title role capacity is that the best way to look at it uh, absolutely i think uh, you know a friend of mine uh, said this and it's very true for execs for everybody he said when you get a totally new role uh, send out an email about uh, what your priorities are uh, who you are you could be like you could basically reintroduce yourself to the mm-hmm. team mm-hmm. and because i'm sure there are people who don't know you as well uh, who may be newer uh, and then what are your priorities and then just be consistent right and they'd be like oh wait you know this person used to be an engineering lead but now they're running this whole organization you know right, and right, maybe right. i need to talk to that person so i would say it is a total transition into something totally new mm-hmm. and the real mistake you can make is to assume it's your old job and people think of your old job and it's not that's not the case at all that's right i think for you to be comfortable enough to do that and communicate with everybody else as a part of the promotion process be very clear and get that information from your manager on what does this promotion mean? And in the sense of, does your title change? If yes, what, when, when does it become effective? Does your reporting structure change? Do you have more reports? Uh, Do you have like adjacent orgs that are now going to report to you? Mm -hmm. What does the promotion really look like? But also really understand what does it now mean to be successful in this new role? Right. A lot of people kind of miss that because they kind of say, oh, well, you know, my title is now senior, whatever, but great. What does it mean to be successful in this role? And uh, oftentimes, uh, you know, if it's a big company, you'll have a ladder mm-hmm. and you're a part of this structure. And from you to go from this ladder level to the next one, it means you have to demonstrate scope or be successful at this particular level of scope, which means you have to then figure out what that means for your job. Yeah. Um, so, are the goals different now? If you're in sales and marketing, do the, the revenue that you're driving or partnerships you're driving or any of that, what does that change? Uh, is it an amplification or is it completely different? So yeah. be really clear about that. Yeah. I remember being really caught by surprise, uh, you know, when I didn't do what you just said. Like, for example, I think being an individual contributor manager is a big jump. Being a manager, manager, manager is a very big jump. And yeah. when I went from like being sort of a manager to somebody runs multiple managers, runs an organization, is that you you can no longer know all the work oh, being yes. done in detail. That was tough. And it's really messes you up, especially if you kind of really prided yourself on knowing all the details. And the second part of it is people will now interpret what you say without telling you about it. You almost have to do internal press to be like, well, this is what I said and this is what I actually mean because otherwise you'll be surprised how often somebody would come. I heard you said X in this meeting and you know I thought this meant Y for my team and they're upset at you or they go do something. And that really surprised me because that was not the case when I was running a team of like a handful of people and I knew everybody myself. Yeah, I saw that firsthand too when you would go from managing a few individual contributors to managing managers. Every communication becomes lossy mm-hmm. in the sense like, uh, what you tell you, you know somebody else when they tell other people, some of the packets get lost, so to speak, <laughs> and uh, and then you're like, no, 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 and you know, I, a couple of times I had to go back and be like, that's not what I said or that's not what I meant, and you know, course correct and like set the strategy again and like make it really clear that it was not offending a person or you know, uh, pivoting a particular product direction or any of that. So um, 
that it becomes like i think you really see this go when you, the org just grows balloons mm-hmm. or when you get promoted and you now are responsible for so much more so be really clear you might also need to change your communication style right you might need to do a lot more broadcast like you said internal press so broadcast communication where you write posts you talk about why you're doing what you're doing and i think then talking about culture the philosophy of doing things i think becomes really important because you want to inculcate the the reasoning behind like you want this this whole culture of like being open about why you're doing things and reasoning behind uh your strategy and thinking and all of that yeah, so yeah, yeah and you want to especially repeat yourself like you'd be surprised oh that's right there's no such thing as repeating yourself too much you want to make have the simplest message yeah. and you want to say it again and again and again and again yeah exactly i mean we are all getting hit all the time by information and i think it just gets lost and so you just have to repeat yourself and it's not a bad thing you just have to get really good at doing it um and uh you know I, you know at some point i think we should do a full episode on like managers and vice for managers because mm-hmm. i think you and i have like stumbled our way and learned a whole lot yep. into how to be a good manager um and especially manager of managers as the team and organ structure grows and such yeah okay is there one thing that people should not forget or they forget everything else what is one thing they should try and get right in a new job uh you you've demonstrated this by doing it and uh um this is something i tell a lot of people when they're getting started um uh, just bring enthusiasm bring energy mm-hmm. like you are here you've made it you've gotten this job after whatever process just come in with this attitude that you're going to crush it like you would be shocked how many people will be on your side and willing to just help you be successful if you just even if you knew nothing just brought that enthusiasm and brought that energy into just solving the problem and just being there for the company for the org for the team well uh, that's true i'm i'm going to pick one that i think you do uh uh which is i think going to the absolute core truth of things and that could mean data that could always always mean playing with the product getting familiar with it whatever be the product mm-hmm. uh, that could mean going out in the field and doing first hand research but it it is invaluable to have somebody go to the absolute truth of things you know and make their own conclusions okay. especially when you have fresh perspective you're coming in new you haven't you don't have the biases or the history and you're like well why does this number say x or you know i talked to a few customers and they don't seem to figure this out whatever it is i think going to the absolute truth by yourself i think is super super key and it's going to be a lot of hard work it's going to be a lot of like oh, i don't know what the heck i'm doing i don't understand this but i think it's going to be really valuable i think so too i that that's the part that i love doing i do it in the form of data talking to customers using the product yourself uh do it from a first principle standpoint don't do it from like place of skepticism or being cynical about things but really do it because if if this whole world didn't exist and you had to build this from scratch what would you do like really come from like first principle standpoint and like come with an attitude of just wanting to learn and being curious yeah love it well this was great you know this is really fun this is super is... fun uh well i mean i hope this is fun for you folks and if you're watching listening to this let us know drop a comment or send us a dm uh tell us about your experiences with yes. your first job yeah i mean how was your first job like how was the first week at your first job like um and uh if you are a manager especially did you do specific things that made it easier for a new person to come join and be a part of your team uh we would love to know if anything that we missed just add it to the comments but also if there are um uh, things that you found really useful um and uh, or if you disagree with us in any of these you know that might yeah. also be true just let us know we'd love love to hear from you yeah and if you have questions about stuff you're going through in your job you know and you know yeah. and which other people might also be going through send us in we're going to try and do more of these be fun but till then thank you so much for thank listening you. watching subscribe thank you bye bye